I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Scott, where he's going to share how to continue your adventures after having children. Hey, Scott. Hey. So, Scott, before we get to your incredible tips and your stories about having these adventures, can you let our listeners know a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? I have been living an offbeat life since I figured out my brain doesn't work like everybody else's. <laughs> If you want offbeat, you're talking to the right cat. I'll tell you that right now. You know, I, I think a lot of people do what they're told their whole life. We think we live in a free society and really everybody has been trained to work for someone else. I've said this before. I think people who are self-employed, people who are entrepreneurs, people who are leaders, they rise to the top by themselves, not without any help. But enough of those people rise to the top that society doesn't have to push for it because you can't have too many chiefs, right? You have to have people who are work, worker bees also. So you go to college and you get an education that prepares you to be an entry-level worker bee for some company. And really, the, the realization that's an offbeat realization is, is, you know, I don't have to do that. I think college is great, but you don't have to do what everybody else said you have to do. You don't have to buy a house in the suburbs. You don't have to have a, a mortgage. You don't have to have a car payment. You don't have to get married and make babies if you don't want to. And it's like the old talking head song. You know, you look around and you say, ask yourself, well, how did I get here? You know, this <laughs> is not my beautiful house. This, I mean, people get married to people they don't even like. Yeah. Because it's time to get married or else I'm going to be lonely. You don't have to do anything with your life other than what you want to do with your life. Now, if you want to drown in alcohol and drug addiction, you can do that too. You can do detrimental things to your life. But I think people forget also that they can do, they can craft a life that isn't necessarily according to the plan, the American dream, whatever you want to call it. You don't have to work nine to five for someone else. You don't have to live for weekends. You don't have to have all this debt tied up. I don't know. I guess I would call it the big realization that hit me back when I was bored and had a mortgage and a car payment sitting in a cubicle that, you know, when I lost all that and I lost my marriage and I had nothing left, I mean, literally, I'm starting from scratch. I'm starting from nothing. I don't use the word literally much, but boy, was that literally what happened. And so when you have nothing to start off from, you got to do something. I mean, when you're at rock bottom, there's only one direction. And, and if you've lost everything, the good news is you get to rebuild everything and you can rebuild it a different way that won't have that outcome. We look at your life and then before you're single, you had all of these adventures and you find your significant others, you continue to have your adventures. But then there's so many fears with having children and starting a family that it may stop. How were you and Emily continue to have your adventures when people are always telling you how hard it is, how impossible it's going to be, how you're not going to have enough time and have these adventures and continue to have them with your children? You know what did it for us? One simple phrase, kids under two fly free. <laughs> my daughter, we took our four-month-old daughter to India. And my wife is like, well, hell, why not? She's not eating the food. She can't get sick. She's breastfeeding. I'm like, you got a hell of a point. And we took Cutter Airways over there, which is a damn good airline. 
but it's a long flight, okay? It is 16 honking hours from Houston, Texas to Doha, Qatar. My kid's sleeping first class the whole time, not just business class. She's got lie flat seat, okay? Because <laughs> they put us up there in the bulkhead and they give you this little bassinet. And Sarita's sitting, Sarah's, Sarah's, um, I got 50 nicknames for my daughter, Aww. depending on which country we're going to. <laughs> it's Sarita and, and Sarita, if, she's, if we're talking Espanol. The UK would just call her Says, you know. <laughs> Says is sitting there lying flat in a bassinet with a little blanket and everything. She's flying freaking first class for free because she's, <laughs> you know, she's 21 inches long. And, you know, here we are in coach, you know, but it's a pretty good airline regardless. But, you know, we didn't pay a lick for that kid's food. We didn't pay a lick for that kid's plane ticket. So why not? Going to any other countries like going out of your own front door. I mean, a lot of times people are like, oh, it's dangerous over there. It's weird over there. Something bad's going to happen. Not really. We've been to crazy countries and it was fine. The people were wonderful. The food was good. We didn't feel really all that threatened at all. We took our four month old daughter and, and it was great. It was fine. And you know what's funny is is people over there had never seen a little four-month-old baby from this side of the pond before. Oh. She was like a little rock star. It's like, oh, I want to see her. She's from a different country. She's a tiny one. I mean, you know, the floodgates were open. I had so many frequent flyer miles from my previous life working in business that I didn't use because I didn't have anybody to go with. So I have this woman, and we get married, and I'm like, hey, we could go on one hell of a honeymoon. And she's like, this is great. I've never been, you know, outside of the United States and Mexico. Next thing you know, I have a travel buddy. And next thing you know, she would rather go get dressed in safari gear and go to the Serengeti than go lie on a beach somewhere. I'm like, hey, you're like me. You're one of me. We wanted to go see places, do the adventures, have the fun. I mean, we've been on our share of beaches too. You know, next thing you know, this woman and I are going all over the world and she wants to climb and play and have fun and get her hands dirty the way I do. And why not? I mean, just because we're married doesn't mean we're not going to go travel and have fun. Now I have my best friend with me all the time. We can go anywhere. So then when the children were born, why in the world would we not want to introduce them to that lifestyle early on? I mean, what do I want to do? Send my kids to public school and have them be trained to sit in a cubicle their entire life? Man, I, I last thing I wanted to do is sit in another cubicle. So, of course, we've taken our kids out in the camper and gone to the wide open spaces and seen the national parks and got them involved with BMX racing and letting them put a helmet on and crash and scuff their knee up and get up and say, I'm all right and do it again. We've been told we're child abusers for taking our children to Ethiopia. <laughs> We've been told we're child abusers for strapping a helmet on to our five-year-old little daughter and letting her race, you know, on two wheels where she could potentially scratch on herself. I mean, you talk about stay-at-home moms, and I think that's incredibly cool that a woman would or even a man. I mean, both of us. I'm a stay-at-home dad when you get right down to it. That, you know, we want to spend that time with your kids and put that kind of energy towards them. But it doesn't mean you have to stay at home. What do they say most accidents happen in the home or like most car accidents happen with them within a mile of where you live? <laughs> Hell, then. I don't want to be at home. It's dangerous here. I want to go on a plane <laughs> and go, you know, to, you know, South Africa or, or go to Laos or go to the unrestored Great Wall of China. Those realizations, the silly one, you know, kids under two fly free. I mean, that's a that's a thing. That was real. It's like, you know, <laughs> we don't have to pay for this kid's ticket, you know? And then the whole idea of it, it just isn't all that dangerous out there. Now, traveling with children, making flights, packing, living out of a suitcase, controlling them. One thing I've noticed about kids in travel is they complain less. They whine less. They need less of an addiction to things that have computer screens. 
and they're up for the puzzle. Kids are up for it. Every other parents we've talked to who take their kids international travel, once, you know, they may miss home, they may may miss their friends for a couple days, but once they realize how cool and awesome everything is and how different it is, and kids are naturally curious. But, you know, the kids, you know, it's raining, it's pouring, and we're late, and the you know the 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 Land Rover broke down, and we've got a flight to catch, and we got to do this, and we got to do that, and you got to hurry, and I know you're out of breath, but you got to keep going. And they're, you know, they get on the plane and they're all sweaty, and they look at me with these big goofy grins on their face, like we did it, <laughs> you know. Makes you appreciate everything are, too, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, you know. And then sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, I, I can't believe after all our travels how few real genuine disappointments we have in our travels. But sometimes stuff isn't going to happen. Sometimes, you know, you have these plans and they don't work out right. And the kids are fine with it. So they have to do something else. Well, that's also a really great learning experience for them too of how life is. And there's things that you win and sometimes you lose and they learn it firsthand. And especially when you're traveling, it's all unexpected. That's world schooling in a nutshell. Yeah. World schooling is we're not going to, you know, we're going to read a book about an empire, but then we're going to go there. <laughs> you yeah. know? We're going to go see some stuff. You know, we're going to read a book about ancient Greeks and ancient Greek culture. Then we're going to go to Greece. Your entire world is a field trip. It's a field trip to the world. It's amazing to offer the world as a field trip to your children. I wish I had that when I was a kid. <laughs> Oh, I know, man. This little brat, this little brat went to 30 countries before she went to kindergarten. You know, Scott, whenever I hear about families like yours or see it with friends who are doing it, I can't even imagine what they're going to be accomplishing when they're adults because of all of the things that they've experienced already. You're absolutely incredibly right about these kids growing up because it's all about grit. It's all about that mental toughness. It's all about Hey, I've done this. I've accomplished that. I mean, what's going to stop me? I have people who come to me for coaching. And one of the questions I ask them is, is what are the five greatest successes you've ever had? And sometimes people struggle with that. And one of the ways I help them through that struggle of answering that is I go, okay, well, tell me a day where you kicked ass. Tell me a day where you won. And I would say nine people out of 10 can't name one. My daughter is the two-time defending Texas state champion in BMX racing. She did that for five and under expert girls last year, and she just did it recently as a six-year-old. This kid has been more places, been on more adventures. And you know what? I am so jealous of those little bastards. (laughs) You're absolutely so stone cold right. Those little brats. I mean, you know, they've been everywhere, done everything. Man, I had to like mow lawns for a set of cranks back when I was a 15-year-old BMX racer. And this kid's factory sponsored, and she doesn't even understand. Oh, I have a really pretty pink helmet with an alien on it. Yeah, where did you get that? I don't know. Listen, the thing is my kids aren't brats. That's the amazing thing. They're very well behaved. They're very grateful people. The experiences they've had have crafted them. That's made them different. Now, when they get home, they'll still bicker over the TV remote, and they'll still fight over what the toppings are going to be on the pizza. They're normal children, but you're absolutely right. We are doing what we can to raise leaders who can't help but be successful when they're older. And this is really something for all of us who don't have children yet. 
this is something to look forward to and what we can do as well with our children if we want to go into that route. So thank you so much, Scott. This has been so eye-opening and thank you for, for all of us who are listening to you and for these tips of what can actually happen if you just do it, right? And just take the time. Yeah. You're quite welcome. And I just want to say this, you know, I never wanted children. My, my first daughter was born when I was 32 and I wasn't ready to be a dad. But man, what a gift. I mean, you know, as soon as that first little child comes into your life, you're going to be smitten. And and then now there's four of them. And, and every <laughs> one of them is just a joy. They have not burdened us. I mean, all these little adventures add up to just a life of tremendous joy. Never a lonely moment. So, yeah. yes, th- thank you for this opportunity. Aww. This has been genuinely fun. I-, I really enjoy what you're doing. I enjoy your podcast, and I think everybody should listen to it. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. So if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Well, the name of the domain, if you want to learn how to, I don't know, if you want to find love, get in touch with us. That's what we do. We help men and women find each other and uh, live lives with a best friend who they're wildly sexually attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, deservewhatyouwant.com is the address. Anything at deservewhatyouwant.com gets to me. Go ahead and write me. You can also talk to us for 25 minutes on the phone for free. See what you got going on. Just click the little red button on any one of our websites. And the podcasts that we do are X and Y on the Fly with my wife and Mountaintop, The Mountaintop. And you can find both of those under sexual, uh, self-help sexuality on iTunes. And our uh, travel adventure podcast is Wing It Worldwide. W-I-N-G-I-T. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely check all of those things out. I really appreciate you talking with us today. Always my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Scott. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview with Scott where he shares how to succeed as a remote relationship coach. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.